You're listening to the Presence Pioneers Podcast. Everyone, welcome to today's podcast episode. I'm your host, Matthew Lilly. I'm excited today to talk about what God is doing on college campuses all across America. We believe that he's raising up expressions of day and night worship and prayer to see revival and awakening in the next generation in the United States. I'm here with my friend, Chris Nye, and we're excited to share uh, some announcements with you about a brand new initiative called Pray Campus America that God is stirring for 2024. And uh, you are going to want to jump into this movement that God's raising up right now, whether you're a student or involved in campus ministry, or whether you have kids, or even if you're just a lover of Jesus and an intercessor, if you want to see God's kingdom come on the earth, we need to reach the next generation and we need to touch college campuses in America. So you're going to want to be sure to stick around and hear this amazing story of Chris's journey of seeing revival on college campuses and what God's doing even right now. Before we jump into the interview, I just want to thank you guys for tracking with us on the podcast. Thank you for subscribing and following and liking and sharing and commenting and all the ways that you engage with us. Please tag us on social media as you share. Uh, Please give us a rating or review on your podcast app if you're able to do that. And if you'd like to support the podcast financially so that we can keep producing this content and more resources, you can do that through the link in the description. Again, we do this podcast to help you host and experience God's presence because we believe God's presence changes everything. Well, Chris Nye, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. Chris, you and I have become... Friends, more, I think, than ever, we knew of each other. I know we'd crossed paths a few times over the years at different events through Awaken the Dawn primarily, but God's kind of linked up our journeys a little bit here together in terms of pursuing this initiative of 24-7 prayer on college campuses, and we'll talk more about that. But first of all, maybe just take a little bit of time, uh, introduce yourself to the audience here. Yeah, so thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, it's it's been such a joy, you know, just growing in friendship over this last year. Um, but yeah, my name is Chris Nye. Um, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, and you know, as a high school student, the Lord called me to Arizona State University. You know, before I was even thinking about colleges, you know, I would I would be at prayer meetings with praying grandmas and a few praying grandpas, and and God would speak to them, and 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 they would just randomly come up to me out of nowhere and just tell me that God had spoken to them, that revival was coming to Arizona State University and that I should consider going there. Mm. And I'd go to one church that would happen, go to another church that would happen. And about the third or fourth time, I, I started to get the hint <laughs> that God was trying to you know, pull me in for some reason to Arizona State University. And so you know, I went there uh, excited about revival, excited to see God move. Um, when I got there, uh, I, I was not uh, anticipating or expecting what I what I actually encountered, which was for about uh, three and a half years, I was completely overwhelmed by the darkness, by the temptations, by the um, isolation. Um, I remember feeling like I was the only Christian on the campus 
uh, constantly. Mm. I remember feeling bombarded by temptation and, and just the darkness constantly uh, for three and a half years. And so I, I would go into this little chapel and just by myself, and I would just cry out to the Lord, asking Him to send revival, you know. And, and then, but then in the next breath, I would, in the next thought, I would wonder, uh, how can God ever move in a place like Arizona State University? Now, I'm um, just to give you a little context. Um, it was at the time when I was a student, it was the largest main campus in the nation with about 63,000 students. It was the number one party school in the nation. Mm. The devil uh, was and still is the mascot of the campus. And it was actually known as a pastors and missionaries graveyard uh, in a whole denomination. And so they would actually warn pastors not to try to plan anything there because they, they would tell them that nothing ever grows at Arizona State University. And so don't waste your time. And, wow. um, and so, so I remember just, you know, crying out to the Lord, praying, you know, and just uh, wondering how God could ever move in a place like ASU. And, and about three and a half years into it, the Lord orchestrated this gathering of students, uh, just a handful from around the nation, and began to, to impart vision to our hearts through some spiritual fathers and mothers about, uh, you know, about uniting the body of Christ, you know, vision for united prayer and even 24-7 prayer. And, you know, could God impact a whole campus mm. um, if we would unite together and pray? And so, you know, we caught vision, the Lord commissioned a small handful of us, and we went out and we started uniting students together from different ministries. And, uh, and so, you know, the first semester, I remember there was about five of us, we would meet together every week and we would just share some vision, you know, pray together for the campus, dream with God. And I remember before the semester ended, the Lord put it on our hearts to do one day of 24-hour prayer. Now, this is, this is really interesting because on the day that we were getting ready to launch, a prayer warrior, uh, you know, that I hadn't seen in a long time, I happened to run into her and, and she, she said, hey, you know, I don't know what you're up to these days, but I just, I, I feel like God's speaking to me that you have a key for the city right now. And, and so I thought it was interesting that, you know, that we were about to start these 24 hours of prayer. And so, you know, the theme that the Lord spoke to us as we you know, prayed and, and read through scripture was scripture from Isaiah about, you know, water in the desert, streams in the dry land. And so we just started praying that uh, over the, the, you know, natural and spiritual desert of uh, ASU. So we started in the evening one day. The next day, we're, we're in a little 10 by 10 tent on campus, and we feel led to sing this song, Let It Rain. And so we start worshiping just a handful of us, you know, uh, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven. Got to be careful singing well, that song in it outside, huh? <laughs> you got to be careful, especially when you're when you're uniting with believers and you're in prayer. Yeah. Because what began to happen after that is the biggest torrential downpour of rain that we've ever seen in Arizona starts to fall in that moment. Wow. And it continues for the rest of the day, like just heavy rain, uh, strong winds that almost blew our 10 by 10 tent away. And, and we, so we took it as a sign that God was hearing our prayers and he wanted us to keep going. So we get to the second semester, uh, the Lord leads us to, to do three days and then seven days of 24-hour prayer. And uh, some significant things happen during that time. Uh, someone gives their life to Jesus through a prayer meeting. Somebody uh, gets supernaturally healed of skin cancer as students were praying for her. And uh, some amazing things start happening. 
So we get to the third semester and, and God speaks to our hearts. I want you to do 40 days of 24 hour prayer. And at that point, you know, we're wondering how are we going to do a whole month of prayer when we barely made it through seven days, but we just sensed the hand of the Lord on it. And so we set out with about seven ministries uniting together in the campus and uh, something amazing happened Um, about two weeks into these 40 days of prayer. uh, We had a student leader prayer meeting going on and uh, we were worshiping and, and all of a sudden God, God takes over the prayer meeting. And I mean, students started falling on their knees you know, trembling in the presence of God. Uh, they were weeping. I mean, some students started praying with a passion we'd never seen them pray with before. And at some point while we're worshiping, while we're praying, um, spontaneously, we all start on the middle of ASU campus, you know, the largest main campus, secular campus in the nation, you know, up to this point for about a year, when we were out there in the tent, people would just stare at us like we were crazy. Yeah. You know, like nobody wanted to come out to this tent. It was really hard to pray. It was really awkward. And so, and all of a sudden here we are like in this, you know, three semesters into this and this faith starts filling our hearts and and we start shouting and declaring at the top of our lungs outdoors, you know, like Jesus is Lord and Jesus is victorious over ASU. And we just start shouting and declaring the victory of Jesus, the Lordship of, of Christ, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And as we're doing this, there comes a moment when suddenly the heavens just open up over ASU mm. and like like something shifts over the atmosphere and literally like people started, they, they, they stopped dead in their tracks, just staring at us mm. and like wondering and like what was going on in this tent and longing for whatever was happening there. And, and what happened is from that point on, we began to hear testimonies every single day of people giving their lives to Jesus for the first time. Uh, those that had fallen away from the Lord coming back to the Lord uh, we began to hear stories of of miracles and 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 supernatural healings as students would pray for people. Uh, you know, we we would hear stories of students on their way to the student union, you know, wanting to get a bite to eat, and all of a sudden, God God redirects their footsteps into this prayer tent, and they just start weeping and and asking like, "What is this place? Why am I here?" And students just start sharing the gospel with them, praying for them. Uh, I mean, just amazing things start happening on the campus. Mm. You know, I remember hearing one story of a, an atheist who is given a Christian book. And so he starts reading it. And while he's reading this book, the words become three-dimensional, just like supernaturally. It just the words jump out at him wow. and become three-dimensional. And it, and it freaks him out so much that he ends up giving his life to Jesus. <laughs> and, um, you know, which was just amazing in and of itself. But then we then we discovered that he wasn't just any atheist on the campus, but that he was actually the president of the atheist club at ASU, and and so now he's a believer. He's hanging out at the Christian tables every day. He has to step down from power, and so the next guy gets in power, and suddenly he finds himself at the twenty four hour prayer space at ASU, and and he's in, weeping. He's in tears. He's asking students. You know, how do you forgive? Mm. I don't know how how you could forgive somebody. You know, it just seems impossible. And, and they start sharing Jesus with him. Um, I mean, we we begin to hear amazing stories of of students that were suicidal, who were depressed, who were uh, on their way to get high on drugs or to get drunk, and they end up wandering into this prayer space, and and they suddenly encounter Jesus and they get set free. Mm. 
And so, so just amazing, amazing stories. But, but what happened in that moment is that when, when that breakthrough happened through just a handful, you know, 15, 20 students who were just hungry for God, just hungry for his presence, just longing to see, see God touch a generation, you know, like when, when that breakthrough and that shift happened uh, over the spiritual atmosphere, two main things happened. Um, one is that it actually opened up the window for this, this six-year season of revival that happened at ASU that was beyond any church, any ministry, any, any leader or any person. And, uh, and so for about six years, we just saw some amazing things happen on that campus. The other thing that it did is it, it opened up the door for uh, seasons of 21 to 40 days of 24-hour of prayer every semester mm. for the next 15 years. Uh, you know, from that point on, I mean, in that semester, like when that breakthrough happened and, you know, God begins moving in this little 10 by 10 prayer tent, you know, um, here's the amazing thing is that, you know, we started with five students and three semesters later in this month of prayer, 400 students are coming out to this little prayer tent. And then after that, like, you know, it just becomes thousands of students. It just, wow. just gets supernaturally drawn to this little place where the presence of God is, you know, and, and I think that's really the key is that, that where the presence of God is, that's where, where people really want to be. You know, that's, that's really the place that every person, no matter what background, culture, that, that's the one place that our souls find rest and that we can actually, our hearts can call home. And, and people know it when they get in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, man. Wow. Thank you for sharing all that. Uh, <laughs> I love hearing that. I've heard versions of that story a couple of times. And every time it's like, it's just incredible the way God used you to spark that and and you and your team. And, and I know you've been uh, faithful to continue to labor there in that region over the years. And, and that's what you're giving your heart to. So you've seen firsthand the power of 24-hour prayer on college campuses. Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content, such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. And uh, you've tasted, you know, a a little glimpse of revival, you know, a move of the Spirit of God that's unique and 
there at ASU. And so I know that's kept you hungry for, for more and more and more of that. And so I want to, I want to pivot a little bit from your story into what God's doing right now. And I, I think they're connected together. And I, I wanted you to share that first, because I think it paints a beautiful picture of what can happen. It stirs our faith for what God could do on a college campus and the power of unity and prayer specifically. So there's a fresh vision for 2024, Pray Campus America. I've been walking out this journey with you here behind the scenes as as it's been developing. But yeah, I'll just open it up and, and let you start start to share some of the, the vision here. What is Pray Campus America? Yeah, so um, Pray Campus America is a united collaboration, a united invitation of the presence of God over the college campuses of America. And so what happened is, is you know, after this, this 15-year journey of, you know, every semester putting out a tent, hosting the presence of God in 24-hour worship and prayer, and, you know, just seeing so many incredible uh, stories and, and having so many amazing just personal encounters with the Lord. And, you know, in, in 2020, the Lord transitioned us, and, and not because of COVID, but it was really just uh, the leading of the Lord where he actually asked us to surrender the ministry at ASU and, and to get ready for something new that he was wanting to birth. And in that, we felt that the Lord was wanting to, you know, to do something on a larger scale with the, cam- the college campuses of America. And so for about two years, we were waiting on the Lord, uh, seeking the Lord, you know, just asking him, what's next? You know, what, what's, what's on your heart? What do you want to do? Uh, on the campuses. And and in December uh, 2022, um, I was at a all-night prayer gathering at a Christian college in Arizona. Uh, you know, we were just getting started. I was excited to press in with some friends into the, into the night with some worship and prayer when the Lord unexpectedly began to speak to my heart. And I felt like He He began to kind of whisper almost and and, and just invite me to to leave the meeting early and that he wanted to share some things with me. And so, um, you know, so I, I, after waiting on the Lord and just kind of asking him a few times, I felt like it was the Lord. And so I, you know, I excused myself and I began driving home. And, and so I have no idea what the Lord wants to talk about, but just trying to be obedient, you know, and, and as I'm just kind of processing and listening and talking with the Lord, uh, there comes this moment while I'm driving where it's almost like this, this download of revelation just starts flooding my my heart, my soul, my mind. You know, all these this flood of divinely connected thoughts and things that I, I never thought of, never connected. And so, the first thing that that the Lord began to speak to my heart is that He reminded me that there are, are uh, promises that have been that have been given in prayer over the college campuses of America that oh, for almost twenty years now that that haven't yet come to pass. Mm-hmm. And what I began to, to sense in prayer is that a door was opening up where we could begin to step into those promises if we would unite together and if we would believe in faith that God could do it now. And, uh, and so almost like this grace of like things that he's spoken, that, that he would lead us into the fulfillment of, of his promises. Yeah. And, and so the first thing that he reminded me of is that there was a young man in 2004 named Jason Ma. Some, some people may, may know him. And he as a church planner, as a, you know, just a revival guy who, had, who had, the Lord had used to spark revival fires on campuses throughout America and Asia, well, the Lord begins to speak to him very clearly through a dream. 
And what the Lord speaks to him is that the key to unlocking the heavens and releasing revival over the college campuses of America would be through raising up 24-7 campus houses of prayer. Mm-hmm. Now, I think what's what's interesting about this word is that that he wasn't a 24-7 prayer guy. You know, he wasn't raising up houses of prayer. He was planting churches. You know, he was he had a heart for revival. And the Lord speaks to him, the key to revival and unlocking the heavens is 24-7 campus houses of prayer. The next year, another young man is visiting America from the UK. He has a dream. And and the Lord shakes him to his core through this dream. And, and basically the message of the dream is that it's time to call Campus America to pray. And interestingly enough, this, the ministry he was a part of was a ministry called 24-7 Prayer International. And so, you know, I began to see this theme emerging of 24-7 prayer, college campuses, revival, and America. The next thing the Lord begins to speak to my heart uh, and I mean, it's coming so fast, I, I can barely keep up with it. I'm trying to, re- I'm trying to record it on my phone, and I, I can hardly keep up with what the Lord is speaking. But then He reminds me of the revival that broke out at ASU. But He has me take a step back at the bigger picture context of you know what what was happening big picture when when revival began to, to happen at ASU. And, and what I realized is that that the the backdrop behind it all was you know ministries coming together, uniting across the nation, 120 campuses uniting in a year of, of unbroken 24-7 prayer. Mm. And so in that context, like God begins breaking out at, at ASU, but it wasn't just ASU. It was also Ohio State University. It was also UCLA and San Jose State, uh, you know, UT Austin and uh, Tennessee, Pennsylvania. I mean, it, it began to happen all across the nation. Uh, you know, students being rescued from suicide and uh, atheists coming to Jesus, uh, you know, salvations, miracles, mm. and and really just revival in, in the hearts of believers, you know. So so that was really interesting. I hadn't really, really considered that before, you know, before the Lord really began to highlight it that night. Um, the next thing the Lord began to speak to me about was that, you know, one thing that's been happening in, in Phoenix and Arizona is the Lord's been shifting our understanding among many of the churches here shifting our understanding of the house of prayer from being a physical building or a specific location to being this canopy of the presence of God over a region mm-hmm. and and sustained by many individual you know churches or ministries or you know smaller groups and i felt like the lord began to connect that understand that new understanding that he's been speaking to us about with that word that he he spoke to to Jason back in 04 you know, about the key to revival being 24-7 campus houses of prayer. And almost just this thought began to, to fill my heart of, you know, what if what if that's not speaking about a bunch of individual, like physical, you know, houses of prayer? On What if that's talking about a canopy of the presence of God over the campuses of America, made up of many individual campuses, you know, uniting together? So that was something I never considered either. The The other thing the Lord began to speak to me, and this is just kind of a you know, something that we experienced in, in the campus prayer movement at ASU is for about eight years, the way the Lord would highlight and, and just kind of get our attention and let us know it was time to launch a season of 24-hour prayer is that we would begin to see the numbers 24-7 all over the place, mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, we'd wake up in the morning and uh, look at our phone. It would be 2.47 a.m. We would go to the store and all the school supplies are repriced to two dollars and forty seven cents. Yeah. You know, just the craziest <laughs> things, and uh, and so that was just God's way of just you know letting us know it's it's time to launch a season of prayer. 
Well, so what happened is in 2022, we began seeing 24-7 everywhere again, but we're no longer an ASU campus. And so we're kind of asking the Lord, you know, what are you trying to, to say to us? What do you, what's, what's on your heart? And what the Lord begins to highlight in that moment is that America was getting ready to enter its 247th anniversary year as a nation, wow. you know, and, and all of a sudden, like in a moment, my whole being just got lit on fire and just like this vision began to, to ignite my heart. And just this thought of, you know, what if in the 247th year of America, the sound of 24-7 worship and prayer began to arise from the campuses of America? You know, like what if there began to be this united invitation of, of you know, this cry for the presence of God, uh, you know, uh, this cry that, that just says, you know, God, we, we don't want you to just visit uh, our, our campuses for a season, but but we want you to come and abide mm-hmm. and dwell on our campuses, live among us. And I think that's really the power of, of 24-7 prayers, that it's really a continual welcoming and hosting of the presence of God through worship, through prayer, and through just offering ourselves as a living sacrifice, yes. you know, and, um, and just that whole Second Chronicles 7.14. Yes. And so um, so in the midst of that, you know, all of a sudden this, this vision is burning in my heart. And the last thing I feel like the Lord... Uh, spoke to me, one of the the last major things he spoke to me was he asked this question, uh, can you believe for 500 campuses to unite together across the nation and host my presence in 24-7 prayer, you know, a year of 24-7 prayer? And at that point, I, you know, I wondered, God, how is that possible? Like, how how could that happen? And in a moment, he took it from impossible to like, this could totally happen. (laughs) And he reminded me that there's 50 states you know, in our nation. So if you have 500 campuses, 50 states, that would only be 10 campuses in, in every state that would that would sign up to host the presence of God. You know, it could be uniting believers once a week, you know, for an hour, two hours. It could be monthly, uh, you know, hosting the presence of God for six hours, 12 hours, 24 hours of, of worship, prayer. You know, it could be once a semester, uh, like a period of time, uh, maybe, you know, one to three days or, or more of, you know, just, just uh, hosting God's presence. And, but, but I think that, that anywhere where there's, you know, the unity of the body, uh, anywhere where there's, there's worship and prayer and setting our eyes on Jesus uh, and any way that, that any time that we can do that publicly, uh, something begins to happen and something begins to shift um, over, over the atmosphere of, you know, wherever you're at, whether it's your community, whether it's, it's, it's a church you know, or, or campus. And, and, and so I think that's what we discovered is that when we began to, to host his presence on college campuses, uh, so many amazing things began to happen. Like, I mean, we, we would hear testimonies just all the time of, of, you know, ministries telling us that whenever we had seasons of prayer, there was such an openness to the, uh, to the gospel, right. you know, people wanted to come to church people uh, who weren't open the previous week suddenly were interested and, and they wanted to know more about Jesus. And, and you know, it, it's really just this invitation of, of God's heart to, to meet with Him and just to love, love Jesus, you know, with, with all of our hearts, but to do it together, to do it publicly, and just to be in a place where other people can experience that also, you know. And, and so, I mean, we would have people in the middle of the night, like, take a break from studying, and they would come into the prayer space and, and just go to the cross and, and start you know, surrendering things to God, you know, just uh, anxiety, fear, worry, uh, struggles, you know. And, and I think what's amazing is that when you do that, it begins to shift things on a large scale mm. uh, in whatever community, 
you know, whatever campus that you're in. When when that that prayer movement broke out that third semester and 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 God began bringing people together from all across the campus, one of the amazing things that began to happen uh, and that that we found out a few years later is that you know, so uh, you you might remember that uh you know we mentioned that ASU was the number one party school in the nation at the time. Well, when when the presence of God began to to you know pour out over the campus uh, from that semester on the the party rankings began to plummet at ASU. Like if you were looking at a graph, it just began to, to sharply decline. And what happened is a few years later, the New Times magazine, you know, a secular college magazine was reporting, or they had an article that came out and it, and it, it was about the death of ASU's party reputation. Awesome. And so they had a picture of a gravestone. Uh, it said, you know, rest in peace, rip, and it had the word beer on it. And there's a whole article about yeah, just the downfall of ASU's party reputation. And, and I, I really believe that, that it, it happened because believers came together and we invited his presence. We, we invited his light to shine over our campus and, and everything began to change over ASU. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Well, hey, Chris, we're, we're hitting the limit on time, but I, I want to make sure people catch what God's doing here. We are calling for a year of 24-7 prayer on college campuses across America. That doesn't mean every single campus is doing 24-7 all year. It means collaboratively, over the course of 500 or more or less college campuses, that there's going to be some campuses that do days, do multiple days, do a few hours this time, a few hours at this time, then tag the next campus is it, and they take the next hour or the next day. And the goal is just a canopy a collaborative calendar where the just campuses are covering the whole calendar year uh, with nonstop worship, nonstop prayer uh, on college campuses, believing for revival day and night. And so mm-hmm. we want to encourage you. We'll have the link in the description of this episode to go and engage, to jump in, to host it. If you're, you know, maybe not a college student or connected to a campus and you're I know we have a lot of House of Prayer people that follow the podcast. You can you, find a student, find some, find a college student, find a campus minister, partner with them, and you can help them because you're doing worship and prayer already. Connect with them and help them to do it on their college campus, and you can sort of be a, a father or mother to them, and then we can see God move in a powerful way. And the other thing I wanted to mention, Chris, was your book, A Vision of Revival for College Campuses. But this isn't just, as you can hear from Chris, he's just burning in his heart for revival on college campuses. And this book gives a lot more why. It gives revival history. It gives scripture. And if you're wondering why college campuses, why do we have to do it there? Uh, this book really gives some amazing insights into why and also the power of prayer, especially day and night prayer. So yeah, Chris, this has been awesome. I think I think God's going to do something amazing this year, uh, more than we could ask or imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, man. I, I just, you know, the the word that keeps coming forth from intercessors is now is the time. And and so, you know, whether you're a student, whether you're, you know, a leader, whether you're not even connected to campuses, we just encourage you, get connected, right. you know, like like pour your heart, your prayers into the next generation, into the campuses. And we just want to invite you to, to sign up online at praycampus.org and uh, and just connect with us. We'd, we'd love to join our faith and our hearts and our voices together. 
uh, for the presence of God on our campuses. Come on. Amen. We'll put that link in the description along with a link to your book. Chris, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, Thank you, Matthew. It's been a joy. Mm -hmm.